Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by the Couch Guys Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. The Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius. Hope all of you are well and safe. It has been a while. Lots to catch up on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Dwayne Haskins and how the media and the media's response to it. We're going to talk a little wrestling and sneaking a little basketball. And and I'll be discussing Cam on Brown's Big Picture, and I'll be doing that on TikTok, posting on uh, on social media for the podcast. But with all of that being said, let's dive in. One of the things that's important to understand is, is that, and sometimes I think we as people lose sight of it, is that we think of, uh, of an individual based on their career, their life, and then unfortunately when they when they pass away, sometimes we put them in that image and we, we 
we tend to we have this tendency to forget that they're human beings. And and I think, but in the case of Dwayne Haskins, who unfortunately lost his life at the age of 24, it, I think the way the media, some, more specifically how Adam Schefter talked about it and how Gil Brandt talked about it, but I'll get to that. I'll get to those two in just a minute. But it's important to understand that when we talk about someone's life, and especially given that how young Dwayne Haskins was, he was 24, had a lot of life to live. He was just married in March of last year. And and you think I I think about his parents. I think about his wife. I think about him as the person, and you hear these amazing stories that are coming out from guys like Chase Claypool and the Ohio State family, you know, guys like Cardell Jones, and other players around the league. But there were two particular people who I felt were very insensitive on that. And one, you know, one I'll go a bit more deeper on. But I want to talk about Adam Schefter first. You know, in his initial tweet, he talked about Dwayne Haskins, but he talked about the football career and making it, you know, he talked about the football. Which is fine. And people just mean, well, yeah, he played football. Yes, that's that's absolutely true. But in life, and and I watch every Sunday, I watch Houston Sports Show, listen to it, huge fan of the show. And Jerome Stone, who who I really like. I like all of them other her him, game you know, Rachel Vanadani, Holly. But anyway, back to the point. He said something on the show Jerome Thalman did that I've preached and I say and that's words matter whether we want to believe it or not our words are just as equal as our actions because sometimes in life in totality sometimes all we may have is our words to stand by and in the case of Adam Schefter those words with demon sense if you talk about the football you don't talk about that's fine but at some point Dwayne Haskins lived a life beyond the sport like every athlete does and sometimes we have this tendency to treat athletes you know sometimes we, just as entertainment we, we don't see them as people and we do it with celebrities. It is very, very odd. And, and even in death, we still talk about, yes, football's a part of their life. I've written several pieces about Dwayne Haskins. You know, I write for Sports Kita. It was important to highlight his life, his family. And yes, you throw in a little football, but you don't make that the totality of the peace. You talk about him as the human being. You talk about what happened. And, and, and then he tried to apologize. And sometimes the apology is worse than what you initially did. And with essentially with Adam Schefter, the apology just didn't go over great. Needless to say. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out on social media. But then we shift to Gil Brandt, who was the Vice President of Player Personnel for the Dallas Cowboys for over 30 years. 
And he was on the show and he started talking about, you know, Dwayne Haskins in a way where he talked about, well, certain decisions he made in his life. He talked about, you know, if he did this, he did that. It just, once again, deemed insensitive. And this is where this comes into play. I've heard people say, you know, well, Gil Brandt's a racist, you know, and, and, and listen, I, I don't know Gil Brandt. I bet you most of you who are listening doesn't don't know who Gil Brandt is as a person. You may know the name, but you don't know the person. So with that being said, I'm not saying I had a similar experience, but this is where it reminded me of this story for some reason when I was in college. I won't say how long ago because I want to at least conceal my age for as long as I humanly can. <laughs> but I was I was in class. We had this one professor. He was older. I'd say he, he was in his 70s. And he was talking about Chicago back in the 60s. I believe the 50s and 60s. And he was talking about well, how the neighborhoods were lined up and, and, and all of that jazz. So anyway, he draws the map. He says, well, this is where who lived. This is where that person lived. And then he drew in the very far side of the whiteboard. And these are where the blacks lived. So there was me. It was myself and another another black woman that was in the class. And we just stared at each other in sync. And we just stared at one another. Like, this man really said that. Like, and it's like, okay, that's one thing. There's another incident. And this, I'll cop to, he was up there doing his job. He was lecturing. And yes, I was talking to somebody else in the class because it just, the lecture became very androgynous, very lethargic. So yes, my mind wondered and I talked to somebody else. So he saw it and you know, he did his job. He stopped it. I don't, that's the part of the story I don't get upset about. But so he sat at the edge of the table and he said, well, what is that thing that, you know, that you guys talk, you know, that language? He said, oh, yeah. He said, Ebonics. And once again, me and this black woman, we stared at each other and we went, yeah, he said it. And I say it to say this. Now, the professor, mind you, I, I had a great amount of respect. I still, you know, respect. And the, we have to understand, Gil Brand is 90. Okay, and once again, I don't know Gilbert. I don't, I don't believe he's a racist. His comments and the tone may have been racist. And the base of what I read or see, he has, but just how I felt about that professor, I never thought that professor was racist. Because I said that professor is silly. And here, and it's not defending at all what Gilbrandt said, because what he said was wrong, and it brought up things that were superfluous to Haskins' death. It was very insensitive, and I want to keep that in perspective. But understand, when we start labeling people, we have to be absolutely sure. We don't know who Gilbrandt is. We know the name now. He was trending on Twitter. He was trending because of his comments, him and Schefter. But we have to understand, 
you know, Gilbrand apologized, and that's great. Both apologized because they they knew what they said was wrong. So the question becomes, should they have said it in the first place? And that's a question that I can't argue, you know, I can't answer because I'm not Adam Shepton, I'm not Gilbrand. But what I can say is this. When we talk about the life of someone, you know, especially in death, words matter and context matters and how we talk about them. Because when Jerome Solomon said that, it's something I've, I've preached to people all the time. It's like words matter. And then, and more importantly, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Because you can say one comment or a set of comments one way and it sounds completely off as opposed to saying it a different way. Words, I write for a living. So I have to be careful with the words that I choose when I write because I want to be very specific. And, it, and, and I'm choosing these words as I'm talking to you guys who are listening here on the Sports of the World podcast. Because I want people to understand, Dwayne Haxon was a human being. And think about this. How would you want someone to talk about you when that time comes? Do you want them to talk about your career? Like that was your whole life? Or do you want people to talk about you for the things you did? Because at the end of the day, life is about the quality, not the quantity of the things that you did. You can do a hundred things in your life, but how many of them were qualitative things? Because at the end of the day, your life is your legacy. I believe that what you do here on earth, and unfortunately when we get that number called, how do you want people to remember you by? And I'm almost certain that the comments of Gil Brandt and Adam Schefter are not what Dwayne Haskins' family wants him to be remembered as. I guarantee you that. So understand why people are upset at what Schefter and Gilbrand said. Understand that. Because at the end of the day, words matter. And how do you want people to remember you, unfortunately, when your time is called? So think about that. Words matter. And speaking of words, like I mentioned earlier, it's been a while since we've talked. WrestleMania has come and gone. But I did want to impart some thoughts. And I've been on other podcasts to talk about it. You know, even like if you're listening here, you can find this podcast on the Couch Guy Sports Network. And I was on Suplex Biddies. Excellent job with Chris. And with Diego, I had a great time there talking about WrestleMania. Got a little off track a little, but <laughs> had a great time there. But I just want to give my overall takeaways and assessment before we before we progress on to you know towards you know the end of the show. First and foremost, night one of WrestleMania was it because listen, because I, I like women's matches. I love women's wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan. Over uh, 25 years, plus or minus two years on that. But watching Bianca, 
Belair and Becky Lynch. That's one of the best matches, male or female, that I've seen. Because this is this is the thing. Wrestling entails storytelling. And the story has to be told both in and out of the ring for us to be hooked and intrigued. Think of it as a movie. I guarantee you, when you watch a movie, you know within the first 30 seconds or a minute whether you're going to at least finish that movie or not. I guarantee you in your mind. And with Becky Lynch and Bianca, when you saw what happened at SummerSlam, leading up when she when she returned and beat Bianca Baylor in under 30 seconds, and then all the way to your arc, you arcing to the end there at AT&T Stadium, at WrestleMania 38, those months, that was storytelling. And both of them were amazing on the microphone. Both told a story that made the match that much more compelling. Because I don't, you can have a movie with A-list actors and actresses, but the movie be terrible because, because the, the script is not great. The storytelling is terrible. So people got to understand that. You have to tell a good story to get people involved. You can attract people in that capacity. So I really enjoyed that match. Charlotte and Ronda. Now I wrote about this for Beyond Women's Sports. Why write women's wrestling talk about WNBA. And I said, and I said it then in the in the article, and I'll and I'll say it now, and I said it on the podcast with Diego and Chris. You know, it's just match placement. I think, I, and I understand why Ronda. I understand why they got the main event. I understand because Ronda won WrestleMania. That's the whole. Okay, I get that, but. I felt that match could have benefited from coming on before Becky and Bianca. Because here's the thing, Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble, I don't want to say that it was a waste. Because let me be clear, I, I don't want I don't want to be put in the arm bar by Ronda Rousey. So I don't want I don't want to say that. But what I will say is this. I felt that when you match placement would have done this match a better service because that was the main that was the main event you know before you know KO and Austin coming back you know doing all you know fighting for the first time in almost 20 years so this was the last wrestling match that was the main event like in terms of on you know officially on the card so that's the image and and I felt it could have been a bit but you could put that in the middle of the card and I felt I'm not saying you would have got a bigger pop or a bigger reaction but I just felt that that match was not placed properly. I'm not gonna dunk on the match because I I, I try to be positive. But it was you had to find it. You know, listen, that was one of Ronda's better matches. That I will say, and it did open the door for WrestleMania backlash where they'll face off. You know, once again. So I don't want to completely trash the match. Other people, that's other people's job. That's that's not my prerogative there. But to me, let's talk about night two and you know the women's tag team match. And listen, I, I've said on this show how I feel about the tag team titles. And I and I said, you know, said it once again, 
that, you know, it just seems Vince doesn't like tag teams, male or female. He's broken them up like it's nobody's business. And the writing just, it, it breaks them up. But what I liked about this match is that everybody got their stuff in. You had Bosco, you had Sasha Banks and Naomi versus the champs, Queen Zelina and Carmella. You had you had Liv for Brutality, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. And you had Natalia and Shayna Baszler, who, by the way, I love them that they kept it as a team. I, I really love that. So when I wrote that in the piece, I really, really love that piece. You know, you know, you know, loving that piece. You know, when I talked about it. But anyway, once that's the off, the off, that's the off the track thing that happened on the Suplex Bits. But back on track here. I think if you want to take away, listen, Sasha Banks does not have the greatest record at WrestleMania. I believe now she's one in six. I believe at WrestleMania now, and Naomi gets a championship belt. Everybody wins here, and here's why. Sasha and Naomi, it's a great team, and they have background because remember Team Bad. So there's, it's not like this is a team where it didn't feel out of place. If that makes any sense. It felt like okay, there's background. They had Team Bad it was her, it was Sasha, Naomi, and Tamina. So they've teamed before. They've worked. So yeah, like you, you can work your way around that. But as far as you know, long term. I do believe, I don't know when, but it's a matter of who is there left to face. You know, to, to me, it seems like, you know, they're about one foot out the door with Liv and Rhea. And essentially, you know, Queen Zelina and Carmella, they broke up. And there's, but there's also Shayna Baszler and Natalia. So, my whole theory, if you're going to form a team, there are teams down at NXT where, like, listen, they broke up Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell. They broke that up to do whatever that is. But, you know, I think a team's like, like, look at the Dusty, you know, the Dusty Cup. You look at, you know, one team that I really like is the Casey Canizzaro and Caden Carter. That's a, that's a tag team. But NXT, there's tag teams in WWE, women's tag teams. But when they get formed, they break apart because they're two individual stars. And, you know, okay, it works for the minute, for, excuse me, for the moment. And they just kind of break them up. You, you dissipate them. But with that being said, I do believe in this. It is that long term for Sasha and Naomi, I do believe there's a huge payoff. There's a payoff. Like, I don't know who's going to break up with who. But I do believe that Lacey Evans is coming back. Bailey, I think it's going to... So, but, you know, I'm just talking about for the women's, you know, in totality. So, the, the tag team division will be fine because I do believe Becky resets, recharges. And I do believe she teams with maybe someone like a Bailey. Because to me, the four horsewomen, and let me just throw this in, the four horsewomen have essentially ran the women's division for over a decade. And if you think about this now, if you think about who they're building outside of the, out of the, excuse me, 
four horsewomen, Bianca Belair. She's beaten Bailey. She's beaten Sasha. And she's beaten Becky. She hasn't beaten Charlotte. Which I do believe. Long-term storytelling. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to delve because that's... I want to circle back to the tag team because it circles back to this. I do believe Sasha and Naomi winning the tag team belts will be tied to either the Raw or the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know which. There's a story there. There's a storytelling there. But I can't tell you which. But all in all, I do believe in saying this, is that for me, when I see these women wrestling, Every woman who wrestled at WrestleMania, and there were some that I would have loved to see, they put on a show. And and to me, as someone who writes about women's sports, someone who's loved women's sports for for as long as I can remember, it was amazing to see how these women shine. Just like it was amazing to to watch the WNBA draft and seeing, you know, these you know these young ladies fulfill the dream and how the ratings for that was, was was great and see them take the next level but listen and like you know shout out listen i'm a seattle storm fan and shout out for getting kanane from nc state elisha kanane this is why with names you think i'd write it down but i don't but all in all i think the women at wrestlemania did a fantastic job and just a shout out for all women's sports just just a, just a shout out you know, I, and by the way, I was I was off on my prediction on the Uzbekistan U.S. National Team. I was off by one goal. You know, I I predicted nine nil. I said eight nil. You can't be right all the time, but when you're a Falcons fan, you're used to coming up short. So, <laughs> so on that note, I just want to thank you all for listening. This is the Sports of the World podcast. You can check out this episode and every episode of the Sports. And the World Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast can be heard. Check out me on social media, at Ladares underscore Brown on Twitter, at Ladares double underscore Brown on Instagram. Check me out on TikTok, at Ladares underscore Brown. Well, I'll be posting videos, including in Brown's big picture now, which will be, I'll be posting on doing, doing TikToks. You know, I'll be talking about Cam Newton and my thoughts there this week. So with all of that being said, until I see, well, till I, till you hear me once again, I'm Ladarius. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the Sports and the World Podcast.